Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Week 15 edition of Clissa's Mic Drop. We are on Game 14 as the Broncos get ready to play the Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday afternoon at Empower Field at Mile High. Two 7-6 teams, which is significant because right now five teams are tied for the final two wildcard spots in the AFC. Five teams are 7-6. and six. Indianapolis Colts, the Buffalo Bills. How? What are the Broncos doing tied with the Buffalo Bills based on what we remember from last year? That shows the improvement of the Broncos and the disappointment uh, so far for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are 7-6. and six. They're just ravaged with COVID right now. And then the Bengals, who have a couple of uh, players out, Awuzi, former CU star, he tested positive today. He's in the protocol. And the Broncos. The Broncos have been pretty good with the COVID. They do have four players in the protocols, including starter Malik Reed. He missed last week's game against the Lions. The Broncos win that game 38-10. to And because the 10 days quarantine is not up, Malik is likely to miss. Even with this new uh, program that the NFL came out with on Thursday, where the restrictions, um, you know, within the building and outside the building are greater, but there's also a greater chance that players can return. From what I understand, it does not apply to past uh, players who have tested positive, only future players who test positive. They can perhaps return sooner. The NFL buckling down, trying to get this season in with four weeks to go in the playoffs uh, upcoming. The Broncos are in a playoff race. That's the vibe out at Dove Valley is that uh, they, they feel excited that for the first time in a long time, they're in the playoff hunt with four games remaining. They play the Bengals. The winner of this game still will have work to do, but will be in pretty good position to uh, secure maybe that last playoff spot. I think uh, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo does have the easiest road to go uh, as far as strength of schedule. They have some uh, real cupcakes down the stretch. Uh, Buffalo uh, does have to play New England, but still after the Patriots, and that game is going to be in New England in two weeks. After that game, uh, besides that game, uh, they should finish 10-7 and seven at worst, okay? And so the Broncos uh, sitting there at 7-6, and six, um, you know, obviously if they win all four, they're in good shape, but uh, three out of four um, is probably what they're going to have to do to get that last spot. Nine and eight does not look like it's going to do it for the Broncos. Uh, there's just too many other teams vying for that uh, seventh and final spot. So uh, last week, a heck of a running game for the Broncos. Melvin Gordon returned from a hip injury. He rushes 24 times for 111 yards and two touchdowns. Javante Williams, he does his thing. 15 carries, 73 yards, one touchdown. Also has a 10-yard uh, checkdown pass from uh, Teddy Bridgewater. He stumbles in, so he gets two touchdowns. A little bit of a scare in practice Wednesday. Devontae suffered a knee injury. Uh, he did not practice Thursday. Vic Fangio says he should be able to play Sunday, but uh, you have to wonder how effective Javante is going to be, especially since he's such a bruiser and his, his game is about carrying tacklers, breaking tackles. Um, you wonder how much that knee is going to affect him against the Broncos. 
or against the Bengals, I should say. Bridgewater against the Lions, 18 out of 25, 179 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He had a, a passer rating, almost 119. A nice, efficient game from Teddy. He had a couple drops in that game. I know Patrick had uh, one surefire drop. Uh, maybe he should have had another. Judy um, had a drop, so uh, Teddy could have been even better in that game. Uh, there's some concern that the receivers are not getting involved. It was a big day for the tight ends. On the second drive of that game against the Lions, the Broncos ran the ball six straight times. Javante got it five times, and Gordon got the sixth. And then on play action, Teddy hit uh, Noah Fant for 32 yards down the right sideline. That's how you draw it up, folks. That's, that's the run setting up the pass. Good day for the uh, tight ends. Fant and uh, Albert O., Combined for nine catches and 92 yards, but the receiving production is down. Judy had five catches, but for only 47 yards. Patrick had two catches early for 21, and then it looked like uh, he dislocated his uh, finger and didn't have any more effectiveness after that. Cortland Sutton is the big mystery. One catch for nine yards. In the last six games, uh, Cortland has not had more than two catches. Uh, and, and not more than 40 yards. So uh, he just got that big contract. And uh, yet Cortland, uh, not with the production that you're used to seeing from him. Probably going to have to pass a little better in this game. The Bengals are number four in run defense. One of the connections between the Bengals and the Broncos is Deshaun Williams, a Broncos uh, defensive lineman. He's bounced around. He's been cut 11 times in his career. He broke in in 2015, undrafted out of Clemson. 2015, and in the six years since, he's been cut six times by uh, three or four teams. Most of those uh, uh, times he was waived are by the Cincinnati Bengals or the Broncos. Um, so big game for him. Uh, but uh, and he, we talked about that and as we sat down and interviewed him. Um, the Broncos are going to have to go through some uh, stricter uh, COVID uh, policies. Uh, they're not going to be able to eat in the cafeteria anymore. They're going to have to get their lunch to go and eat in the parking lot. Uh, meetings are going to have to be in the Pat Bowlin Fieldhouse uh, and stagger the times. Uh, no more charity events. Can't go out in public that way. No more public appearances. Uh, can't go to bars, nightclubs, sporting events, except for their own NFL games. So... Uh, right now, it's not affecting the media. We're still able to have in-person uh, media at a distance. Um, we're also, um, uh, for now, all the crowd, you know, they're, they're, they're allowing full stadiums at Empower Field for the game against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. After the Bengals game this Sunday, uh, the Broncos have just uh, one more uh, regular season game, probably the, the, the last game of the season against the Chiefs. Uh, do not, uh, the Broncos are a long way from uh, hosting a playoff game. If they make it to the playoffs, they no doubt will be on the road in the, uh, in the first round. So uh, it's the Bengals and the Chiefs. Those are the last two home games of the 2021 season. Uh, the Chiefs game would be January 9th in 2022. But uh, the Broncos with four games left uh, have to win at least three of them. And that starts with uh, they better beat the Bengals this Sunday at home. And we talked to Deshaun Williams about it. What a great guy. What a great story, a story of perseverance. And uh, we were able to sit down with him. And after this talk with Deshaun Williams, uh, we'll come back on Cliss's Mic Drop 
and break down the Broncos-Bengals game this Sunday, the rest of the season, and go through some of the COVID problems that the NFL is experiencing and their new rules going forward. So I hope you enjoy the interview with Deshaun, and we'll be back on the other side. Deshaun, welcome. Thank you for having me. You know, I love stories of perseverance, so I love your story. 11 times is what I counted on the transaction (laughs) that you were cut. You must really love the game. Yes, um, I feel like um, I'm brought on this world um, to play football. You know, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the tallest, but somehow, some way, I just find my way to the ball, uh, be where I'm supposed to be at, and I feel like I just have a knack for football, so I feel like I'm made for it. You know, I remember one camp, I think it might have been your first camp here, Vance Joseph was saying, Deshaun Williams is the surprise of camp. That's all anybody's talking about is Deshaun Williams. Then a couple of weeks later, he cuts you. Yeah. I'm like, Coach, <laughs> yeah. you know, you got us uh, talking up Deshaun Williams, and then you cut him. I mean, you had some of that type of frustration. Let's talk about uh, one of the times that you were cut. You're on the plane. Yep. And there, it had backed up from the gate. Yeah. And you got a call, turn around. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, heading to go to Carolina, uh, the do OTAs Carolina Panthers and um, Pam called and uh, she said that Bill wanted to talk to me and he asked me where I was and I was like I'm on the plane like headed to Carolina and then um, he says hey, anyway I can get off and then I called my agent I was like I want to stay um, I loved it here in 2018 and then somehow some way the, the pilot turned the whole plane around off the strip and pulled it back to the uh, to the gate, you and gotta I got be off. kidding me! <laughs> yeah, what power? Oh man, it, it wasn't me; it was a man above. But I, like I said, things happen for a reason, man. I think my spirit, no, I didn't want to leave. Um, Bill, no, I didn't want to leave, and I think this organization knows I don't want to leave. So this is a great, great place for me. And uh, did they make an announcement on the plane? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because people in the back were like, oh, like, what is going on, man? But I, I told them, I was like, hey, I'm sorry. And they was like, okay, we understand, so yeah. What did you have to overcome to, to finally stick? I, I know you've been here since uh, week three. Yeah. I mean, did they say you weren't tall enough, you weren't big enough? Uh, um, was crazy, nobody never said that. It was just the typical, it's a numbers game. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we need, yeah, we need more uh, position. We need more bodies in this position. But every team that I played for never said that I couldn't play. It was just, I think it was just waiting on my opportunity. And I'm right now in the best situation I ever could have been. You mentioned Bill Kolar being uh, your guy. How about Vance Joseph? It seemed, seemed like you followed him around, starting with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I knew Vance uh, twenty. 2015 when I came in he was the DB coach and he he gravitated to how hard I worked in the weight room and on the field and then he got his head coaching opportunity here and then I was like it's a no-brainer for me to come and then with Bill it's been since day one since uh, I came in 2018 I just I loved his energy he got the best out of all his players in his way we all know how Bill is but you you gotta love it because he keeps it honest and that's what that's what you can ask for in this league is people just keep it honest with you you uh, big game with the Bengals where you where you spent some time, and uh, kind of nice that it's uh, very important. Yeah. On top of everything else. Yeah. Uh, personally, uh, big for you. Yeah, but no, you know what I mean. Um, I 
I would say five, three years ago, it would be a personal grudge versus these guys, but they gave me my opportunity, and I can't thank them enough, like, to the Brown family, uh, to the head coach at the time, Marvin Lewis. But um, to have the, the, the status of this game, it, it, it's crazy how it just add up. You know, um, both both of the teams are 7-6, and six, uh, trying to make a playoff push. And we at home in Denver, mile high in Power Field, man. So it's like it's it's written to be, to be a great day. Care to tell us, uh, you know, just some of the differences uh, between the Broncos and the Bengals, maybe behind the scenes, as far as the players, the amenities, the facilities. Yeah, um, I say, man, it's, it's a great football city. Um, they love the, they love their football team, man. You know, they've been when Marvin was there, they went to the playoffs every year with them, and they just want to get over that hump. And then to finally uh, see them doing good, you know, they had a little drought or where they wasn't doing too well. And, you know, um, it's one of them things, you know, I, I keep an eye on them because I have a guy, um, DJ Reader, um, I play with at Clemson. Um, so I keep a – He got I, paid. Yeah, big money. So um, I, I keep uh, – I watch his tapes and stuff like that. But um, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. So that's all I can say. <laughs> you, you know, you hung in there all this time and you play a position where you really don't get – much recognition i mean you're the you're the uh, blocker eater yeah for the mo for the most part i mean you make plays too but uh tell me tell me why it's so fun me is so fun because of what i went through um i'd rather do this eat up blocks or whatever the case may be this then go work at amazon again not no discredit to anybody that works but me man this is I've been playing this game since I was five, man. This is a child, a, a child's game that we get paid great for. And um, me, man, I'm just very thankful, man. Whatever the job they ask me to do, I'm going to go do it 110% and go have fun doing it. You've been through uh, thick and thin with uh, a lot a lot of teams, including this one. Different vibe inside that locker room, knowing that these next four games matter? For sure. Um, you know, we, we know what it is, but we're not going to put – too much pressure on like this is everybody do something out of the normal no just have fun go play go play our brand of ball and I think we've shown that these past couple of weeks like the second half of the season uh what type of defense that we want to be um overall team um we picking each other up offense defense and special teams man so I think we clicking at the right time you know we forcing turnovers so man um you know I think we is it's something bigger that's brewing in this locker room these last couple of weeks and I think everybody's starting to sense it. Bengals are a challenge. They're young on offense, but man, they got some weapons. Yeah, they man it, it all starts with, you know, to me it all starts with number 28, Joe Mixon. He he's having a great year. The offensive line is blocking great for him. You know, Joe Burrow, he's throwing the ball real good. Um you have phenomenal receivers, T Higgins, uh, Chase and you have Boyd and then they have a great tight end with CJ so if you look at their offense on paper it's, it's very very talented and, they, and they're doing good on offense uh, just so far Tell us about growing up uh, a little about mom and dad and what kind of childhood you have Yeah um, my mom she had me she was 16 she tell me every day she like I had you when I, when I was 16 I didn't even know what I was doing yet and then um she gave know, up her life basically oh man she tell me every day and I'm like I, I appreciate you for uh doing that um you know you you didn't know what you was going to get but I turned out to be pretty good so far um my dad uh he played at Clemson he was a running back there um then he went to Cincinnati <laughs> so it's kind of 
how how did that happen? I went to Clemson, went to Cincinnati, and then um, and then he went to the CFL and played for uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats, won a Grey Cup, broke a lot of records there. Then he played at uh, Edmonton and BC Lions, and um, it's crazy. He's coming to the game this week. Wow! So it's like, Wait, what's his name? <laughs> Ronald Williams. Ronald Williams. So it's crazy. It's like, yeah. It's, it's all lining up, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's going to be a great day, man. So football was big for you growing up? I mean, you, yeah, you were born into it? Watching VH uh, tapes um, of him when he was in the 90s with Clemson, when Clemson had uh, Breston Buckner, Chester McLuckman, um Deshaun Cameron, uh, that defense was uh, whew, was amazing, man. Watching just watching him do what he do, and I was like, I want to do that, and here I am now. Sound like you had a similar uh – uh, upbringing like uh, Christian Covington. I don't know if you got a chance to talk to him last year, but his dad, same kind of yep. thing. Yes, uh, sir. So, anyway, well, listen, Deshaun, appreciate you being here. Good luck. Stay healthy. Stay away from that uh, virus here. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate yeah. you. All right. All right. Thank you very much to Deshaun Williams for taking the time to sit down with nine news here you can see part of that inter- interview uh on on tv on uh, uh game day live for the broncos um <clears throat> sunday morning nine o'clock on channel nine and uh i'm sure you'll interview that uh like that interview you can also obviously you just heard it here on the the Clis's mic drop podcast again this is week 15 of an 18 week regular season uh, Broncos uh, playing game 14. They're seven and six. The key is they're tied with five other teams for the playoff seeds number six and number seven uh, for the AFC playoff. Uh, right now, Buffalo and Indianapolis have the tiebreakers. They also have the easiest schedules uh, going forward. Then it's the Cleveland Browns who have head coach uh, Kevin Stefanski, uh, both quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum. In, uh, uh, in their COVID protocols, many, many other players, too. Um, they play Saturday against the Raiders. Uh, right now, the Union is trying to postpone that game. The NFL wants to go forward with that. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but the Raiders have a chance at 6-7 and seven to knock off the Browns in that game. In fact, uh, they should. There's really... No excuse for the Raiders not to win that game, given what the uh, Browns are going through. Um, what uh, Dr. Alan Sills is saying about this COVID-19 Omicron, Omicron variant, it's uh, much milder than the other viruses that we've dealt with. Uh, obviously, it, uh, uh, COVID-19, that, uh, that we, as we knew it uh, last year, um, unfortunately, uh, led to the deaths of uh, so many people. I, d- I don't have the numbers in front of me, but uh, people were uh, dying of that by the uh, thousands, if not hundreds, uh, of thousands. I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, Google that right now. Um, it was um, well here. I think um, most recently they're crediting nine thousand. Nine hundred and seventy-four. All, all told, geez, I didn't realize this. Five point three five million deaths across the world um, that the COVID nineteen has been uh, blamed on. You know, and I, I know it's become political, and you can blame, uh, you know, the, the the you can 
do what you want with the statistics, but that's according to a world meter that across the world um, there have been uh, 5.35 million deaths. Oh, my goodness. And, um, you know, this year, this year there was a Delta strand, and that was a... Uh, uh, that was, uh, some people thought that was more serious than the original COVID-19 uh, variant. Now you have Omicron, and Dr. Alan Sills and many medical experts are saying it's a much milder form. In other words, people aren't really all that sick from it. They, it's like a, having a, a, a head cold or, or fatigue. Those are the, the biggest symptoms uh, to go with Omicron uh, that have been reported. But it's also much more highly contagious. In the NFL has been using the same protocols where people have to be basically quarantined for 10 days. Uh, it is possible to have two negative tests. However, hardly any people uh, who have tested positive have had two negative tests before the 10-day uh, quarantine period. So the Broncos, for instance, have had 13 players uh, test positive for COVID. Uh, three starters, Noah Fant, uh, Garrett Bowles, the left tackle, and uh, now Malik Reed. And in all those cases, offensive coordinator Pat Shermer, uh, backup quarterback Drew Locke, these are some of the people that have tested positive. In all these cases, none of them came back sooner than 10 days in the quarantine. So the NFL is enhancing the restrictions. It's taking away uh, eating in the cafeteria. It's eliminating uh, the weight room to 15 people. It's uh, saying that meetings have to be spread out in a field house or uh, outside or, or by, by Zoom. It's taking all these precautions. But in the meantime, it's trying to uh, make it so some of these players can return sooner and, uh, than the 10 days. And uh, you can tell that the NFL is doing all it can to get this season in. There's only four weeks left, no more buys. The playoff races are on. They don't want to cancel any games. They don't want to postpone the season for a week. They want the playoffs to go on. They're so The finish line is there as far as the NFL uh, czars are concerned. And uh, they want to get there. And this, uh, this uh, uh, virus is in the way. And uh, they're trying to uh, enhance the restrictions across the board so they can, uh, so they can get them in. The, Bron the Broncos uh, currently with uh, four players in the protocols, most significantly. Uh, Malik Reed looks like he's going to miss the game against the Bengals. That'll hurt. But the Bengals have uh, more players that are going to miss the, play, uh, the game Sunday because of uh, COVID. So should be an even-steven game. I tell you what, uh, on paper, on paper, this game uh, seems to me like it favors the Bengals. I mean, they got Joe Mixon, a, a, a terrific running back with no more than 1,000 yards. And the Broncos on defense, their weakness, uh, their Achilles heel is uh, stopping the run, especially with, as Fangio pointed out uh, this week, Jonas Griffith is their eighth inside linebacker that they've used this year. There's only two that are on the field at one time, and they're on number eight with Jonas Griffin. And the other guy is Baron Browning, a rookie who had no offseason uh, uh virtually no training camp or preseason he's been hurt off and on during the regular season so they're they're that's where you attack if you're the Cincinnati Bengals you also might attack the secondary uh, without Malik Reed you know how much pass rush are, are the Broncos going to get uh, Stephen Weatherly was sick this week he's one of the outside uh, linebackers Jonathan Cooper gets there every now and then um, Bradley Chubb since he's been back he's played in 
uh, two games, I believe, three games, three games, has yet to have a sack. I understand it. I mean, the guy had surgery on both ankles. Um, there's not a whole lot you can do with your with your legs when you when you have ankle surgeries. So um, uh, Bradley's starting to round back in shape. Maybe this is the uh, week that the, the switch flips for Bradley Chubb. Um, but boy, the the Bengals have a passing attack with Joe Burrow, who is who is turnover prone, and uh, just some. Uh, Terrific uh, receivers headed by Jamar Chase, his former teammate at LSU, first-round draft pick for the Bengals. Uh, on defense, the Bengals are number four against the run, and, of course, that's where the Broncos have been strong with Gordon and, and uh, Javante Williams. Javante Williams with a knee ailment now. How good is that running game? So the Broncos are going to have to open up the passing game to win. The Bengals have a strong pass rush, but they've given up big plays in the passing game. I still think with home crowd and Teddy's experience and, and, and ability to, I don't know, play it safe versus, look, Teddy and the Broncos beat uh, uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Similar, Chargers are similar to the Bengals, um, I think. Second-year quarterback, all the talent, great weapons. Um, Bengals have a better uh, running game than the Chargers do. Bengals, uh, we'll see about the defense. I think the Broncos can score in this game. I think they'll have to score in this game. If the Broncos win, they're 8-6, and six, and they have three games remaining at the Raiders, who are almost in a full-fledged collapse. Let's see what they do against the virus-ravaged Browns this Saturday. Uh, then it's at uh, the Chargers, and the Chargers have the worst home field advantage in football and that uh, their crowds uh, at their SoFi Stadium um, are usually 60 to 70 percent uh, enemy crowds, if you will. Uh, they come to cheer on the visitors. The, the Chargers have the worst fan base going because of ownership's decision to leave San Diego, move to L.A., where they're the, uh, the stepchild of Stan Kroenke's uh, Rams. Just a terrible deal for an otherwise uh, great franchise and a very exciting team uh, in the Chargers. And then the final game against the Chiefs at home for the Broncos and, of course, the Chiefs have beat the Broncos 12 in a row. But uh, I guess there's a little bit of hope that the Broncos can, uh, uh, if the Chiefs uh, beat the Chargers on Thursday night, um, and, and we are recording this before the game on Thursday night, that the Chiefs can run the table and not need that final game against the Broncos. And Mahomes would sit, and Hill would sit, and Kelsey would sit, and the Broncos could finally break that streak. So... The Broncos need to win this game to stay in it. If they lose, they're not out of it, but they're, you know, they're, uh, they're in hospice, if you, if you will. Uh, they're in trouble. So um, it's, um, it's going to be a difficult uh, road. It's, if you can't beat the Bengals at home, you probably can't sweep the last three games in the AFC West, especially uh, on the road against the Raiders day after Christmas, on the road against the Chargers, day after New Year's, and home against the Chiefs. So big game, big, big game for the Broncos if they want to make the playoffs this year against the Cincinnati Bengals. Thanks to Deshaun uh, uh, Watson, the uh, not Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Williams, excuse me. Sorry about that, Deshaun. Uh, defensive lineman, boy, uh, uh, what a plugger, a grinder. Journey. He loves football. The guy's been cut 11 times. And he's uh, he's he's in the trenches, and he just eats up blockers. You know, he 
He even uh, uh, plays a position that gets uh, very little recognition. Just loves football. Um, interesting story, interesting uh, uh, upbringing. His dad was an NFL player for the Bengals and at Clemson and in the CFL. So um, heck of a story there for Deshaun Williams. And uh, we'll see you again next week to wrap up Broncos Bengals. It'll be Christmas week. Uh, we'll also talk uh, about the Broncos' upcoming game against the Raiders on December 26th in Las Vegas. Until then, thanks for listening to Clissa's Mic Drop, and we'll see you again next week.